Welcome to Positive Vibes with Buster Brown. I hope I find you doing fantastic and amazing, phenomenal, and every word that says you're doing very, very well. If you're not and you turned on this show because you found a show that gives you positive vibes and you found a show that lifts your spirits every time you listen, then praise God for that because <laughs> that's the intention of this entire show. My whole goal is to always have something that lifts the spirit of those who listen. Lift your spirits. Put a smile into your heart. I'll give you um, an example of what I'm talking about. One day, I was feeling absolutely terrible. This was years ago. I'll never forget it. I was at the mall in Burlington, North Carolina, Holly Hill Mall. I think that was the name of it. And I was having the worst day. I was doing a live radio broadcast. And it was a tough day, man. Everyone that showed up trying to win tickets were giving me a tough time that day. For some reason, I think <laughs> everyone that day was having a tough time. I know I was. And it seemed like maybe what I was feeling transferred to everyone that came around me that day because it was a rough day so I took a break and went inside the mall and I went inside this store okay because when you're doing a live broadcast you have several people with you so you can take a quick little break so I went inside this jewelry store in the mall and this elderly woman was behind the counter and her spirit was so beautiful and that day was slightly raining and very cloudy and her spirit was so beautiful. The sunshine that was in her spirit transferred to me. It was an amazing feeling and experience. And I told her what I was feeling and I told her what she had done for me. And she smiled and it got even better, right? I got these, you know, chills as though I was experiencing the Holy Ghost. God works like that. God works through anybody. The Holy Spirit touches those that's going to touch others in a positive and inspiring way. And that's what she did for me. So when I went out and finished my broadcast, it was absolutely amazing. And I had a great radio show that day as well. <laughs> I normally have a pretty good radio show on a regular basis because my radio show was always about building lives in every aspect of your life. And I couldn't do radio anymore because I had like four vocal surgeries and I wasn't able to do live radio anymore. So I thought, you know, it's time to do a podcast. And if my voice cracks or something like that, I can always redo it so you won't notice the cracks. But every once in a while, you may notice when I just let it go ahead and slide. <laughs> so I hope you're having an amazing day. And if not, I hope this show does exactly what that beautifully spirited woman did for me. How cool is that? All right, so let's jump into the show. Today, I want to talk about the greatest gift you can give to yourself, at least one of them, and that's the gift of forgiveness, the gift of forgiveness. I remember George Floyd's uh, fiance, when all of this first um, went down, um, the murder went down. I remember his fiance said, George would want us to forgive the officer that killed him and the other officers as well. Did you catch that? The fiance said, George would want us to forgive 
the officer that murdered him and the guys that were with him. That's powerful, right? And everyone else right now is angry. Now, I understand um, the passion we have to get um, laws changed, okay? Fairness changed to stop this, um, the evils of hate, racism, and police brutality. We got to stop that. Laws has got to change, okay? I get that. But to be angry and hateful, now we're defeating the purpose. We can't make decisions based on emotions because that's what these officers did that killed these unarmed men. If they would have taken their time to think it through, because I'm sure there's some kind of mental training you go through that teaches you not to react off anger and fear. There's a Bible scripture that says, those who control their anger have great understanding. Those with a hasty temper will make mistakes. Mistakes that can cause pain that will last a lifetime. Mistakes that will cause lives at the hands of you, okay? Mistakes that will cause businesses to burn. You know, that's a mistake that took the life of a police chief, an innocent police chief that was there for the right reasons, that was just as hurt and disappointed as the protesters, okay? Now he doesn't get a chance to go home to his family, and his family will never have dinner with him again because of the emotions that we allow to lead us during that protest. Right. Mistakes that will cause a statue to fall on a man and give him brain damage. That was a mistake. The scripture says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So let's not forget and miss the mark of the importance of forgiveness because George Floyd's fiance said, right after he was murdered, she said he would want us to forgive that officer. And she said she forgives the officer. Wow, how cool is that? So listen, listen to this. And I'm talking to people that believe in God and a Jesus and are Jesus followers, right? Listen to this. While Jesus was being tortured and Jesus knew he was about to die, he said to those that were there, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus was about to be murdered and he asked us to forgive the murderers because they know not what they do. Wow, Jesus said that. And if Jesus said that, Christians, if Jesus asked us to forgive the ones that killed him, do we stop forgiving murderers? Do we stop? I don't think so. I'm not going to stop forgiving. I'll share a story with you. Years ago, my first love was murdered for nothing. Just murdered for nothing. She was stabbed and beat unrecognizable in front of my then four-year-old son. And the guy told my son that if he didn't leave, he was going to kill him too. So my son went and hid under the table, but he can still hear his mother being murdered. When I was told exactly what had happened to her, of course I got a vision, 
of this beautiful, absolutely beautiful, gorgeous young lady next to my best friend, Nate, who I named my eight-year-old son after. Next to Nate, Tanya was my Jesus on earth as far as humility and humbleness and loving. That's who she was. And it was no reason for her to be murdered like that. And I don't know the whole story. All I know is that the guy murdered an innocent and beautiful person that didn't deserve it, okay? So I don't want to get into the story because I don't know exactly what happened. And I never forget wondering where could she have been for something like this to happen? Because she's not an outgoing person like that. She was in her own home and the guy showed up looking for someone else and she just happened to be there and he was high on some drugs and did that. And I never forget the night before the murder, which was a Thursday, she was murdered on that Friday. The night before the murder, we had talked and I went to tell her that I would be a little late to pick up my son the following day. Now, I could have called her, <laughs> but I used that as an excuse to see her another day because I wanted to see that beautiful face and that beautiful smile. And I just wanted some kind of reassurance that, you know, we may end up back together. So we started talking and she said she had gotten saved and she gave her life to Christ. I'm like, wow, because she was looking more beautiful. She's already absolutely gorgeous, but she was looking even more gorgeous and her skin was glowing. And I thought it was because she was happy to see me until she told me she had given her life to Christ. And I'm thinking, wow, how cool is that? And we had all this, this deep conversation about the different changes that she was going to make in her life and, and her future and all that cool stuff. And the next day, she dies this horrible death in front of my son. Now, I got this vision in my head. And that's when I knew right then there was a devil, that there is a devil. I knew then because I could immediately got selfish, became selfish and thought about myself, right? God, why? Right? And start questioning God and doubting my faith. But then I remember she'd given her life to Christ and I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. So I knew her soul was already spoken for and she was in a much better place than earth. And I knew if God took her, right? Or, or the situation happened. I won't say God took her, but if that situation happened, then she was better off. Okay. And I was okay with that. And I was never angry and I knew her. So I forgave the guy right away. I said it out loud and I said it to God. I forgive him. And I taught my son to forgive. And I taught my son that she was in a better place. And I'll never forget uh, taking my son to therapy. And the therapist said that after the second visit, he said, whatever you're telling him is working. The therapist said, your son believes his mom is in a much better place and she's happy. He believed me so much that one day, I'll never forget this, he was playing with 16 cents, a dime, a penny, and a nickel, 16 cents. And he looked up at me and he said, Dad, smile, and he was happy too. And he said, Dad, let's get some knives and kill ourselves. And immediately I thought, oh, he wants to go where his mother is, this beautiful place that I told him where his mother is. And so I jumped right into daddy mode, right? 
because God had prepared me because I forgave the guy, right? So there was no hate in my heart for the guy. So immediately God jumped in and intervened. And I said to my son, you want to go get the knives and kill ourselves so we can go hang out with your mom? He said, yeah, because you said it's a better place. And I said, well, it doesn't work that way, son. Um, We're not allowed to take our own lives. You know, that's up to God and we know whenever it naturally happens. So until then, here's what we're going to do. We're going to love each other up every single day until we're gone. And let's promise each other that to always love each other up no matter what. And he looked at me and smiled and said, okay. And it was over. Just that simple. And I want to go into a long, longer story because um, so many people helped me raise my son at that time, his aunt, grandma, and my family. So he had a lot of love and, and support. But long story short, that conversation could have went totally different. I could have been angry. I could have told him how much I hated what happened to his mother and how much I hated the guy. And his life could have turned out a whole lot different. Instead, a couple of years ago, he told me that. I can honestly say, this is what he told me. He's 41 years old this year. He said, I can honestly say that I have complete peace. And he was smiling too. <laughs> I can feel it, right? Because he gave me peace by saying that, right? I, I felt what he was feeling. That spirit of peace transferred to me. Because see, I had never had complete peace. I never actually had peace until my son shared that with me. So it's what you put into your children, they're going to give back to you. What you put into the world comes back to you. So when you put out hate, hate comes back. Dr. King says, darkness cannot drown out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drown out hate. Only love can do that. So never allow any man to drag you low enough to make you hate them. Because love is the only force that can turn an enemy into a friend. Woo! How cool is that? Dr. King was a bad dude. <laughs> Dr. King was cold-blooded, boy. You know, Jesus was moving in him, and he wasn't ashamed to admit it. So anyway, so my son told me he had complete peace, and I just watched his life. He got married um, sometime last year. After his wedding, we were sitting down at a table, me, him, and his fiance. And I was holding my granddaughter, amazing, right? That's her name, amazing. That's how my son thinks. How cool is that name, amazing. So I'm holding her and she's laughing and giggling. He looked at his wife, this is on his wedding day. He looks at his wife, smiling, right? Warm heart, feeling beautiful all over. And she's feeling the same way, looking at him the same way. And he said, babe, has there ever been a day gone by that we haven't told each other how fine we are to each other? And she giggled. <laughs> and she said, actually, Bay, no. I don't remember one day since I've known you we haven't told each other how fine we are to each other and still feeling that same love. And his life could have turned out totally different if I would have allowed the sight that I had of his mother's murder, if I'd allow that sight to trigger negative emotions in me, and I act on those emotions and transferred those emotions to my son. The emotions of hate and unforgiveness. And don't get me wrong, he had a lot of love and support 
I didn't raise him by myself. He had a whole family in helping raise that dude, man. And he turned out to be the best man I know. He really did. And one of the contributions that shaped him into this phenomenal young man that he is, is love and forgiveness. It's the fact that I taught him to forgive the guy that murdered his mother in front of him. Can you imagine what he envisioned after hearing a man say, get out of here or I'm gonna kill you too. And then he hid, but he can still hear. Can you imagine what went on in his mind, what he saw in his mind? So yeah, I get it. When we see the knee on George Floyd's neck or the chokehold that the police officer had on Eric Garner or the anger we must have felt when we saw the police officer shoot and kill Fernando Castile in front of his wife and daughter for nothing. The brother was just explaining to the officer, hey, I have a licensed firearm. Please don't shoot. And the police officer shot him anyway, based on fear and emotion. Didn't think it through, right? Imagine what my son must have been feeling until his dad said, forgive that dude and move on. Don't carry that weight your whole life or you'll never have peace. So he didn't carry that weight. And now he has complete peace. He's one of the few people on earth that has complete peace because of the gift of forgiveness. If Jesus Christ can forgive the people that were killing him, torturing him, and he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. So we must practice forgiveness. If you want to one day have complete peace or some type of peace in your life, you must forgive. Don't carry that burden. Don't carry that burden. You deserve peace, okay? And if you don't carry that burden, you're gonna have peace for protest. You're not gonna be like those officers acting off emotion of fear, anger, or hate, or racism, and kill a man. You're not gonna do that because you're not those officers. You're not that kind of evil. You're not. You see, when you act hastily, like the Bible says, you're going to make mistakes. Mistakes like an innocent black officer being shot, right? I don't think you had any intentions to go to the protest and kill a black officer. I don't think so. Tearing down the, the statue in Virginia, part of it accidentally hit an innocent bystander who was protesting with you and gave him brain damage, right? They had to put him in an induced coma, okay? I don't think that was an intentional, but when you're acting hastily and off emotions, you're gonna burn down someone's business that didn't deserve that. But when you're acting off emotions, you're gonna make those kind of mistakes like those officers. You are not those officers. I'm not those officers. You're not those officers. We're better than that. That's why we're getting so much done with this protest. So many giant steps has been made because of the protest. But for those that are like mirroring the same ignorance as those officers, you know, we're causing this great good to be evil spoken of. And I get the passion we have, okay? Because this is never a popular narrative when someone talks about looting and rioting. 
Everyone gets upset about that. No, you, you got to understand why. I get it. And I'll say it over and over again. I get why. But we're not those officers. We're not going to respond the same hateful way they did. We need to show America how to handle adversity with the four Ps. Okay? Passionate, yet positive. Passionate, yet peaceful. How cool is that? Another situation that happened in my life, uh, and I'll share this with you quickly. My best friend, Nate, Nathaniel Tomlinson, I named my eight-year-old son, Nathaniel, after him. He died of cancer and sickle cell. Equally as Tanya, he was an awesome, phenomenal, beautiful spirit. Yet he had a, a rough death dealing with cancer and uh, sickle cell. I've been through many comas with him where I sat in the hospital until he came back. It was brutal, man, because I watched his skin turn colors. I watched his hair fall out. I watched his teeth decay. And then everything would come right back healthy. Well, the last time I saw Nate, he was healthy and he was in remission. We were very encouraged that he was gonna beat it this time. This was the time the cancer was never coming back. He looked so handsome and happy. That's when I last saw him. Then I get on the airplane, get back to North Carolina. Soon as uh, I land, my sister gave me a call and said, Nate went back into a coma and he was doing really bad. He looked really bad and you don't wanna come back and see him like this, Menard. Menard is my real name. So I took my sister's advice because I knew what he looked like when that cancer strikes again. And I didn't want to see that again. I wanted to remember him the way he was. And I just returned from my brother's funeral. So going back, dealing with that would have been a lot for me, right? So God intervened and had the person I trust most, which is my sister Eunice, to call me and ask me to stay home. Don't come back. And I did it. And I always remember Nate the way I left him, handsome and happy, <laughs> handsome and happy. But I still, every once in a while, I got that vision of what he looked like when I was sitting next to him in his hospital bed. And I shared with you earlier that vision. It was rough. But faith is the confidence of what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. And it's hard to see God <laughs> when your best friend, one of the best men you know, is sitting, is laying in a hospital bed dying. It's hard to see God when your first love and the son of your first child was brutally murdered and beat unrecognizable. You can see the devil in that, but it's hard to see God in that. Man, it is so hard to see God in that, but that's faith, that's faith. And when you have faith, you release hate and you learn how to forgive through it all, through it all. I hope this show really blessed you, man. I hope you, after today, give yourself that gift of forgiveness because forgiveness is not a gift to the other person. Forgiveness is a gift to you and it's a choice. So choose it. It's one of the best choices you can ever make in your life. <laughs> and one of the best gifts you can give yourself. I'm Buster Brown, and thank you for joining Positive Vibes with Buster Brown. Hope you join me next time as well. Listen, hit me up. I'd like to hear from you at PVW. That's P-V-W. B-U-S-T-A-B-R-O-W-N. P-V-W Buster Brown at gmail.com. Until then, stay safe.